ever wondered how taboo, shame, and lack of good sexual education have stripped away elements of pleasure in childbirth and parenting that are essential to loving, intimate relationships? Join me for another episode of Orgasmic Birth Podcast, Pleasure in Pregnancy, Birth, and Parenting, as we break down and heal barriers and open the door to more love and intimacy in birth and life. are so many paths to pleasure in both life and birth. Have you thought about how acupuncture, singing, haptonomy, osteopathy, and other modalities can support you in preparing for an orgasmic birth? My guest today is going to share her ecstasy in birth and how she prepared and offer you insights to use these modalities and more in creating more joy and pleasure for an ecstatic birth. Dr. Marie-Pierre Goumi is a French physician, an acupuncturist, and a homeopath, and author of the new book, You Will Give Birth in Ecstasy. And I love this. You will give ecstatic birth. And as she talks about, we often hear that you will give birth in pain. So to change this to you will give birth in ecstasy is so special. And I had the great honor of meeting her in person recently in Paris, receiving a very special gift of her book that she'll tell you more about. And it is truly a special honor for me to welcome you, Dr. Marie-Pierre Goumi, to our Orgasmic Birth podcast to share more about your birth and your inspiration to write your beautiful book. So welcome. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Dara. And uh, hello, everybody. I have to say, even though I don't read French, I've been able to like scan little parts of it. And I just couldn't wait to hear your story. And I know that you did a lot of preparation for your birth. Can you talk a little bit about what inspired you when you were pregnant and how did you prepare for birth? Thank you for this question. In fact, I prepared it a long time ago, even before I knew I will be pregnant. <laughs> yeah, it's a puzzle, the, the different pieces puzzle. And it starts when I finished my student, my medicine studies, and I did a work of psychology, of personal psychology, because I wanted to know about myself. And then I decided to study acupuncture and I was very lucky because during my studies, I met doctor who is acupuncturist and gynecologist and she helped me to do my thesis. She was my director of my thesis and it was about the gynecology, the sexuality and the energy. And so they gave me a lot of peace and a lot of wisdom about the feminine and especially about the, and what happened during the sexuality, but also during the pregnancy, uh, the conception, the pregnancy, and then the childbirth. And as well, she asked me to do some research about my family. Uh, we call that psychogenealogy to understand which diseases there are in the family and, for example, 
And I discovered by this way that there are a lot of childbirths very difficult and with trauma was changed the life of my family after. And I didn't want to be in the same repetition. So that's why I work yeah. on me and to put some different tips not to leave that. I discovered, for example, that all the women in my family didn't give breath because I don't know why, but it was like that. <laughs> and so the feminine was a, a real point about the feminine. As well, there is a book that helped me a lot in the feminine way was, I don't know if you know this book, in the, the book of Clarissa Estes. It's a bestseller, a psychologist, it's a bestseller about whole story come from all around the world about the feminine as well. And it works a lot inside in war to know exactly who you are as a woman. And then, so when I get pregnant, it was for me an evidence that it was like the pregnancy and the childbirth is initiatic story. Right each woman and uh, even for the, the baby, of course, and for the father as well, for the family. And I was in this conscience and that uh, this is very important and sacred as well. During my pregnancy, to answer to your question, because this yes. is just the beginning, uh, <laughs> because it was not during the pregnancy, but it starts really before. With, so as I told you, psychogenealogy and psychology and acupuncture. But when I was, when I get pregnant, decided, enfin, in fact, we decided, my, the father of my son and me, we decided to do autonomy because we have some friends of us. We did that and they were very happy. And it was wonderful to discover this technique. We were explained how to touch the body, to take a deep breath with a baby inside and to invent him how to dance in the body. And uh, during the pregnancy, they explain us how to help the baby to move and also to have some posture for the day of pregnancy. And the father can help for that. It's better to be on himself or he can touch the back and practice massage, for example. And then after the childbirth, of course, it's helpful also to take the baby and it was wonderful, especially to be a very powerful triad, the family team. <laughs> and you can do that with the, the father, but it's two mother, it's okay for two mother, whatever, but we have to be three. So the, the mother, the baby and another person, anyway, it, it can't be two. We have to be three. It's very, this point is very important. And then, uh, so I practice acupuncture, of course, <laughs> every month at acupuncture, you have a link between the body and the spirit. So we know that during pregnancy, we cannot take medication and, or not a lot. And, uh, it helps for the modification of the physiology and the emotion or the pain, for example, in your body. So I practice that, uh, every month. And uh, a little bit uh, more just before my childbirth to help uh, contraction and uh, relax the pelvis. And other tips very powerful is prenatal singing. I love that. <laughs> Tell is us it? about that. 
This is incredible. In fact, I was just like, when I did my inscription at the hospital, at my child's hospital, I saw some uh, curves of prenatal singing. And so I said, uh, I'm going to try. And that helped me a lot because you don't have to sing. We, we don't care. In fact, it's just song of your voice and the vibration. And you learn that the low vibration are very powerful. That's really this world for the, for this tips, but powerful. <laughs> as you can do it by yourself and the father can help you as well during the childbirth because he has naturally a low voice and we know that low voice go directly around your pelvis and this is the same area and it helps the woman when she is very afraid and when she go to the acute voice or vibration and start to be yeah, it's very stressful with full of adrenaline and it's able to go down and, and relax pelvis. It's great because you can do it by yourself. You just have to know that you just have to relax your machine and that helps to relax your pelvis and that you, the father can help you or the other person, the partner can help you to go down. And this is very good for uh, all the, the contraction and as well for the baby. So this is wonderful. And uh, you can... You can sing some song if you want, but it can be as well just some low voice. It's okay. So this is really fantastic. And as a preparation, I did osteopathy as well because it helped to the way to decontract, to relax the body. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. This is so beautiful. And I, I have to just say, hearing how you started even before you were pregnant in your own journey and really explored your own family's yeah. experience and trauma with birth to heal that and sexuality and the divine feminine. You brought so many elements together. Yeah. And as you're practicing in pregnancy, all these modalities, were you already starting to think about an ecstatic orgasmic birth? Was there that idea brewing in you? During my acupuncture thesis, as I told you, because the Taoist and the for them alchemy, but it can be secret as well, even in the Taoist arts. And uh, Dr. Flamenborg loves this subject. So she helped me to read a lot of books, some old books, which, which are not very easy to, to read, <laughs> but very interesting. And that we understand that energy and the alchemy of transcendence is possible. So that was one point. And as well, what was wonderful, and that's why I'm so happy to be with you today, is to watch your documentary Orgasmic Birth during my pregnancy. It was a friend of mine who told me to watch it. And to see this woman that we can see in the documentary was this orgasmic birth. It gave me the reality of my knowledge. But in reality, the fact to, to have this visualization of this woman was the, the definitely point to tell me this is possible. And as you explain as well, when we know that sexual hormone, this is the same thing with the physiological hormone and the energy, in fact, because the energy, as we say, are the same during sexuality, conception, uh, pregnancy, and cyborg. And it's the same uh, with the sexual hormone, who, who are the same during uh, sexuality. 
and the child grass. And when you know all of that give you the faith and to believe that is possible and to leave it. I would say that. <laughs> so beautiful to hear and truly honored that our film played a part, but all your research, you brought yes, it all together. <laughs> yes, so <laughs> it really, that touches my heart. And what? so now with all this preparation, can you share a bit about your birth? Was it an ecstatic birth? And what was it like? Mm. So I will start at the beginning of my labor. So at the beginning of my labor, I was in my house, in my flat. Everything was okay. Contraction. Uh, I can manage to have no pain of contraction with just position, learning autonomy, and with thinking. It was, this was very easy. So I thought, okay, that's very easy. <laughs> And this was during few hours, and I decided to go in my bathroom and to take a bath because we know that it helped to relax pelvis. And it's true, <laughs> it did relax pelvis, and that was very good. And contractions were around all every two minutes. So we called the hospital, and between two and five, it depends. And so we called the hospital, and they say, okay, you can come. And so when I arrived at the hospital, it was a full moon day or night, <laughs> a full moon night, and the Vezak one especially, and there was no place uh, of consultation. So they told me to stay and to wait in a chair. And I brought with me my big balloon and tissue. And so I was on the floor and take the position was good for me. Stay in my space and my bubble. To, to get with everything around me, especially the noise that other women who can uh, cry and uh, I don't want to feel pain even if they are night and uh, but and I really stay in my bubble and this was okay. At this way I still managed to don't have pain. Then a midwife came and told me that I can go in a room, but it was not a real uh, childbirth room, but it was Okay. <laughs> and then she examined me and she told me that I was just open to two centimeters. And that was a very good news <laughs> for me because I was really sure that I was open at five or six centimeters. And this and the monitoring with the noise of the heart of the baby disturbed me. And so I go out of my inward, in my bubble, and I start to really feel hard, horrible pain of contraction. And so at this moment, I thought, okay, maybe I won't manage to have a physiological birth. And uh, maybe I will ask a peridural. It was not um, a goal good for me. If I, I thought that if I have too much pain, it's okay to have a peridural. And uh, yes, I was okay with that. That was also a point why I decided to go in hospital uh, because I didn't know how, uh, even if I prepare myself, we, you never know, we never know about the woman. As I show you and that I write in the book, I photo the woman, I say, okay, remember this woman, she managed to, to leave this orgasmic birth. And then my man, two minutes later, said, okay, but I don't care. I feel too much pain. And then, but yes, you can arrive on that. And <laughs> 
So having a good story with yourself, right? Yes, and even if I do the thing and everything, it was not enough. And finally, what helped me to help me to take away all this negative of doubt, of fear, I, I knew that negative thoughts are, are the way of adrenaline and fear. And, and so I knew that I have to cut with that. And finally, I managed to cut that by practice. That's uh, something that I did a long time before during meditation. We call that in French, anamatobea. I don't know, it's the same in English. You said, ah, blah, 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 to, to take away all the thoughts and all this negative thought. You know, and as well, some visualization of what is beautiful for you. Okay, this place is beautiful for me. Okay, this is beautiful. This is. And finally, I managed to stop the pain, not to be in the pain anymore, and to go in the endorphin, oxytocin way, and then ecstatic way. And at this moment, after that, I just stay in the ecstatic way during hours and hours, during hours of my labor, my childbirth, hours later. Wonderful. It was an energy who was warm, joy, peaceful. I was explanation, but in the same time, very in my body with my baby. The father was next to me. He didn't touch me, but his presence was just secure. And that was enough for me. And I, I think as well to know that we are in a team with my child full of love helped me a lot to touch this weight, this ecstatic childbirth and stay and carry on for the delivery. <laughs> so beautiful. And Dr. Gumia, I really hear you say how you were feeling letting those negative thoughts in, right, that brought you fear and pain, which I feel sad is where so many people are today, right? But yes. your ability to change those thoughts and change that energy yes. and really stay in that confidence, that joy, that love, is so beautiful. And I'm curious, you said your partner like was there and he didn't touch you. But no. what was his role for fathers that are listening and saying, <laughs> okay, what do we do to help in that? In fact, we have watched orgasmic births together, pregnancy. And as I explained, we did autonomy. He knew that we were in this object of physiological childbirth. And uh, so I think he gave me homeopathy when I asked him and we have a work together. But after when he saw that in my bubble, he, he was here and his presence was secure and that was enough. And so I didn't feel fear when he saw me like a kind of transformation or something. <laughs> <laughs> you Yes. The wildness, right? That comes out. With that after I say, wow, I was so impressed. (laughs) But he was confident because he saw that it's okay. I managed that. And he he knew that if I need something, I'll ask him. And if I don't ask him, it's okay too. 
that was very important to talk about that and to watch the documentary together as well. Because I think if the father or the partner is afraid day of the childbirth, that's not good for the mother. We were well prepared together. And thank you. Because I often say that anyone that has fear, right? And if it's the father or the partner, that can hold back labor and make it challenging. So it sounds like your husband, as you said, was so well prepared and felt confident that even in the wildness and the intensity and the joy of labor, that he was really so present for you. Mm -hmm. That is so beautiful and so important. So there's so much, like my mind is, you gave us so much information here, but for those that maybe are planning a pregnancy or maybe are pregnant, is there anything else you'd want to share with them and how they learn from your experience and maybe from your book and how they can address kind of their fears and move to that confidence and be prepared for an ecstatic birth? In fact, that depends on me, for, for example, with all this technique I said, and finally, anamatope came and visualization, whereas I didn't thought about that. I think I know that for other, it will be, we call that in French, sophrology, sophro, yes, or hypnose as well. The thing is that more important is to be very self-confident and to have faith and believe in the mystery of life. <laughs> and, and the energy during the childbirth is very special. They are the energy of the baby, but the energy of the mother too. And of course, this is the childbirth of the mother, but that's the, the, the birth of the child too. At this moment, the energy is very special. And to connect that and to believe that is very important. And also to know that there are some people who have experiences that is very important. That's why I wanted to write it to explain that it is possible. Yes, it is. Yes. Like a lucky charm, like your documentary. And more we will be women and parents to share this experience and more this positive parade will arrive. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for that beautiful wisdom. And I know for many people listening, they're wondering how can they be in touch with you? Can they follow you? And I have to say, how can they receive your book? And I have to ask if it might be in English one day. <laughs> yes, for the moment, as I'm French, and uh, the book is just in, in French, but maybe one day in English. <laughs> and it's not so hard to read, but uh, it, it's short. It's more the, the testimony of what I live. And to follow, we, there is an Instagram, and the name of the Instagram is, I will say it in French, I'm sorry for English people, is Tu accoucheras dans l'extase, which is the title of the book. Tu not in the same, but maybe you will give it in the link. Yes. We will put it in the show notes so that people can click yes, and, and go way. there. 
Yes, with Mama Ed who, 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 who helped me. And over there, they are my name and the, who I am and the, the interview. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you so much. It was truly such an honor to get to connect again after meeting yes. in person in Paris a few weeks ago. But to really fully understand all that you're bringing together from your own studies, preparation for your beautiful ecstatic birth and the way that you're now inspiring so many others. I thank you so much, Dr. Gumi, for being here today. And I thank all our listeners for joining us. I hope those of you that are listening, we always love to hear from you. So please go into the show notes, tag both of us on Instagram and share some of your favorite parts or your questions or your thoughts. And we always appreciate those listening. Please rate our show. It helps us reach more people and we'd love to hear your reviews as well. So thank you. We hope you'll join us next time for another episode of the Orgasmic Birth Podcast. And thank you very much, Debra. Bye-bye, everybody. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Orgasmic Birth Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to learn more about pleasure in birth parenting and birth work, visit orgasmicbirth.com forward slash more for my free gifts. And please leave a review about your experience. Reviews help us to reach more people and please subscribe. Mm -hmm.